What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, this just in about an hour-ish ago, the NBA announced that Jaron Jackson Jr. has won this season's Defensive Player of the Year award. The Memphis Grizzlies big man finished ahead of Brooke Lopez of the Bucks and Evan Mobley of the Cavaliers. Jackson joins Alvin Robinson, Kawhi Leonard, and Dwight Howard as the only 23-year-old to ever win the award. And of course, Jackson led the league in blocked shots with three per game for the second consecutive season while anchoring the NBA's third-ranked defense. And of course, the Lakers are going to see him again on Wednesday night for Game 2 in Memphis. I would have voted for Brooke Lopez. I would have voted for Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley's yeah, my boy. Evan Mobley's my boy, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, USC. now that me and Evan Mobley go to USC games together and hang out as in Boney's suite. As in one USC. Right, so far. You're going to be at it at the same time. So far. Not that you went together. No, we didn't go together, but now that we're, now that we were in the same suite and we were sharing ice cream together, yeah. you know, now we're, now we're brothers. You know what I mean? You need to give him a little pep talk after uh, yesterday's, Saturday's performance. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. He, needs he didn't play so great. No, he didn't. Not like a defensive player of the year, that's for sure. Nor did he play well on the offensive side either. Nope, so. not at all. So I didn't really see the Cavaliers and Knicks game oh, one. It was a great game. So I didn't see it, it but I didn't really feel like I needed to see it because I felt like Lindsay's stream of consciousness texts yeah. were kind of filling me in on what was going on in that yeah, game. Yeah, she was not thrilled. I mean, it was a great, especially the fourth quarter because, you know, as we'll talk about it when we get to the rest of the league and do NBA Insider Outsider, it was a great fourth quarter. Donovan Mitchell, you know, he did what he does, but he can't just win by himself. He can't rescue them every time. I tried to tell you. You did try to tell me, but you know what? His I feel not like not that good. I feel like they need to trade. Um, they need to trade Allen. Like, I mean Garland. I'm sorry. They need to trade Garland because it's just not. It's not working. Well, they don't have. Here's the thing with the Cavs. Not to go too far into Cavs kingdom here, um, but they um, they gave up everything they've got for Donovan Mitchell. Right. And so their only maneuverability now is to trade one of the guys they have currently on the roster. I just feel like Garland doesn't really work with... He hasn't been good since they got Mitchell. He hasn't been an all-star, I don't think, since they got Mitchell. Yeah. Well, you guys are losing me emotionally. Anyway, sorry. That is what you need to... Oh, is that what we need to know? Are we yeah, done? it is. It is. Oh. Yeah. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Cappy, yeah. everybody was pooping on the Denver Nuggets the other day, mm-hmm. right? Because they've had a rough go of it over the last three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. On on uh, In regards to wins and losses. And I think it could have cost it could cost Nikola Jokic the MVP because Embiid and those guys played better down the stretch. Even Giannis and those guys played pretty well down the stretch. So, but everyone was looking at like Denver, ah, no big deal. They crushed the T-Wolves. Like crushed them. Not, not like... They pulled away late. No, they controlled that entire game about with about like three minutes left in the first quarter. They just took off and never looked back again. So should we be surprised by that? No, I I don't. I am not surprised. But I mean, that, Denver's the number one seed. They had the best record in the Western right. Conference all season long. Right. They've got the two-time defending cha- uh, right. MVP. Right. And Minnesota squeaked their way into these playoffs. And had by just barely had to, beating the Lakers. And or ju- barely losing to the Lakers. And, ju- and had to play the two games last week and then go right into the playoffs. Correct. So I mean, Miami did the same thing, and they went to Milwaukee and won. Hey, and, and, and Giannis didn't play in the entire game. I know. And, and they have and, beaten them with Giannis, too. And Miami, to their credit, played with a lot of heart. Well, they're also a different franchise. They, they also have been deep in the playoffs with yeah. This group, right? Yeah, I mean, this Minnesota team, what it took them to get to to get in and then to be playing the number one seed, I mean, I just don't think that we should be surprised. But to me, this is more about Denver. That this Denver team they've built around Jokic is the best team they've ever had um, in general and certainly the best team around Jokic in that regard. They legitimately can play defense, 
Jokic isn't a net negative anymore on defense. He's he's at least average, you know, on that side of the ball. And what he does offensively, I was watching that broadcast for a little while because, um, well, I was tired, but I watched it because, A, I wanted to watch at least the beginning of the game. Then it was out of control and I fell asleep. But, A, also Gus Johnson was on the game with, yeah, with Greg Anthony. Yeah, I did Anthony. hear some of that, yeah. And Greg, like, so Gus Johnson and, and Greg Anthony were talking about Jokic and Greg Anthony made an incredible point about Jokic. What do you say? Which is something that a lot, you know, certain people have discussed, including yours truly. But he was saying he's the best passing center of all time. And Gus brought up, well, what about Will Chamberlain? Will Chamberlain, you know, led the league in assists one year. And Greg Anthony, again, this is what happens. He says, well, yes, statistically, Will did that. But when you watch the game, you see the difference, right? And he goes, not to say that Wilt wasn't a good passer, he certainly was, but the way Jokic passes, what the way he sees things, he sees it like a point guard. And this is a point guard telling you this, okay? That he puts the ball in the perfect pocket. That means guys don't, like if he's passing across the court and the guy catches the ball to shoot it, he doesn't have to like move left or move right to catch it. He's literally hitting him right in the hands. Mm -hmm. And it's like one motion and shoot. And we just haven't seen that from that position for as good as Bill Walton was, for as good as Arvidas Sabonis was, for as good as Shaq even was at times, passing the ball, Tim Duncan, etc. What this guy can do at that position is unlike anything we've seen, and they've got the right guys around him, including a guy like Jamal Murray, who's not afraid of the big moment and wants the ball at the end of games. But there's a thing that is perception. Okay? You have said, as we were going into this postseason... Sacramento, not afraid of Sacramento. Don't, they don't play any they, defense. They, don't play defense. they score, but they don't play defense. I think they can win a series. I don't think they can win four rounds. Okay, but what I'm getting at is there's a perception. The Sacramento Kings, using them as an example, yeah. haven't been in the postseason in 17 years. Yeah. I mean, if you watched any of that game and it on Saturday, like it when those people were going nuts. That that was my point. Is the energy? Yeah. That you could feel as a television viewer yeah. watching that game. Super fun. You knew that that was 17 years of having not been in the postseason. Pent up frustration. So, generally speaking, there's a perception that the Sacramento Kings, who have not been a playoff team in 17 years and don't play good defense, they're not for real. And, believe it or not, the perception is that the Denver Nuggets may have had the best record. They may have been in first place the entire season. But the truth of the matter is, whether it's Phoenix, whether it's the Lakers now, it's the Clippers, so many people perceive Denver to be beatable. There's no respect for a team that has a two-time defending MVP and was in first place the entire year. In fact, everybody said the West is terrible. Your boy Brian Windhorst, don't confuse competitiveness for quality. Correct. So no one is giving Denver the credit that you might give a team that would be the number one seed. If this were the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody would be like, whoa, look out, the Chiefs, man, they're hot. But it's the, it's the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So there's still a perception that they don't have a LeBron or a KD or a Kawhi. They don't have a name brand star, even though... Jokic is the two-time defending MVP. There's a perception issue. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that, but they're good, is all I'm telling you. And it's why, because somebody in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust earlier said, when we were talking about the Clippers and Lakers getting to the conference finals, they were like, I mean, you're just going to skip over if they beat Phoenix, they have to play Denver. And I said, no, Denver has owned them this year, uh, including a uh, overtime game in Denver at the, on February 26th, and I know that because I was there, um, where 
despite going into overtime, Denver demolished them in the overtime. But the regular season isn't always indicative of postseason success. I think they're complete. A marathon versus a sprint is different. Okay. And the playoffs are a marathon, okay? You have to, every game is its own little battle, and there's adjustments, et cetera, et cetera. And if I were picking one coach in the Western Conference, and I've said this and I'll say it again, to be my coach as far as the schematics are concerned, it's Ty Loon number one of the teams, of the coaches that are in the playoffs right now. Mm. Real quick, side note here. Um, you just mentioned marathons mm-hmm. versus did you, sprints. Did you run a marathon? I haven't today. Um but did anybody watch the Boston Marathon today? Briefly. I, I was busy this morning, but I saw it on. You'll have to excuse me. Why yeah. do they put that on TV? Okay. I, I will just say this. Well, I think they put it on TV because of the anniversary of the tragedy that happened, particularly. I thought they put it on on TV every year. They did, and they do. Uh, but this year specifically, I believe, got more coverage because of that. Well, it was, the, what was it, the 10-year anniversary? Was it the? I don't know what year anniversary was of the Boston Marathon bombings. Yeah, 10 years? But I saw on SportsCenter, they had this story about, I don't know if you guys saw this, it was one of those, you know, heartstring crying kind of stories about the yeah. youngest kid. It is a 10-year anniversary. To interject, that I completely understand covering it, but when they broadcast the entire race, I always thought that was weird. Well, you know, the thing is, is that the Boston Marathon, if you go look and see who won today and how fast he ran it, and then look at the women and how fast she ran it, the winner... The Boston Marathon was probably run faster today than a Major League Baseball game, even with a pitch clock. So it really does happen quite quickly. It's only like two hours and change, at least for the leaders. But George, I can't help myself as just a pure sports fan. Seeing the Boston Marathon on TV and the leading group, it's like, five dudes from like some African country and then there's the one skinny white guy that's going to try and hang on for as long as he possibly can. I don't know why, but watching the Boston Marathon, it's the only time I ever watch endurance running. Right. What about the Olympics? No. No, not really. It's not like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow night? Hey, it's the Olympic Marathon. Let's get together. Well, they show you. They they cut in, though, on that stuff. Now, this is straight race. No, I know, but I'm saying in the Olympics, they at least do cut-ins. And I also like the challenge athletes, like the dude or the girl that's in the wheelchair. Ironman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy in the wheelchair that's that's you know r- using his arms, I don't know what it is, but I love watching the Boston Marathon on TV. Am I alone in this? Um, yes. No, I, 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 it's not that I dislike watching it. I just didn't have time to watch it. It was on while I was doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, I would glance at it. I'm like, how are these guys running? I don't know. What is the average mile? Four minutes and change? Five I mean, minutes like, and change? For like the fast people. Right. Yes. For the guy who wins, I don't know if you can look it up, Lindsay, but for the guy who wins the race... You're doing 26 miles in two hours and change. You're averaging like a five-minute mile. I can't do one five-minute mile right now. Can you? I feel like most no, people hell can't. No. Yeah, that's I, not, I cannot. Not easy to do. My knees couldn't hold up right now. Could you run a six-minute mile? No, not today. A seven-minute mile? No, not today. An eight-minute mile? Last time I ran, it was like nine, nine and a half. I would say probably closer to 10 right now. Yeah. Without having done any training? No training. No training at yeah, all. Probably like 10. Go to a high school track. 10 r- minutes. Run four, four laps. Four times around. Yeah. yeah. 10 minutes. You can probably do it in 10, 10 minutes. minutes. Probably 10 minutes. I'll tell you right now. If I tried. And, I don't think I could And right I pushed myself. Right. And at the end of it all, you'd You're be like, dying. how did that happen? Dying. 26 miles. Yeah. At five minutes per mile. Right. Yeah. So, Cap, a good marathon time is three minutes and 43 hours and 48 minutes the fastest marathon time is two hours and one minute. Okay, and I wonder what the guy who won today ran it. 
Yeah, probably less than a baby. Look big cold one. and wet and gnarly out there. We'll say yeah. just around two hours. Yeah. Ish. Uh, coming up next, Cappy. Yes, sir. Everyone's favorite segment. We only do it every once in a while. Right. Because we don't want to let people indulge. It's like, you know, chocolate. You can only have so much of it at a time. Dark chocolate. You love dark chocolate now after right. today. Bunch of children eating milk chocolate. NBA Insider Outsider coming up next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. What are you doing there? What is that that you're doing? This is a move right here. I mean, it is a move. That's that a lot of people in a club would look at me dancing yeah. like that, and they'd be like, "Wow, see that brother right over there? Yeah, never. That man knows how to get down. No, Hell no. No. Look at, yeah, no. 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 Absolutely not. That man don't belong in here. That's what they would say. They no. would say that. No, they'd be like, "That man right there just came from the bar mitzvah. That guy can dance. Yeah, <laughs> that dude can dance right there. Mm. That brother got moves. Um. All right." We love Ashanti, but it's time for the... got to give me the NBA music here, Laura, because everybody loves NBA insider, outsider. That's so, right. Cappy, the floor is yours. All right. I'm going to say this, George. I'm going to, as the outsider, throw you a little comment from each series going on around the NBA. Right. And then I want to hear your response. Yeah. Are we ready? Yeah, sure. So coming up tonight, Kings and Warriors. Game two. Kings win game one. Mm-hmm. Just mentioned 17 years. Light the beam, the whole deal. Right. Did you think that the that the Kings had to play a perfect game to beat the Warriors in game one and that they can win this series? Because you okay. you doubted the Kings going right. into I, this. I, yeah, but just because I didn't think that they could win the series doesn't mean that 
I didn't think they could win a game, especially at home after 16 years of not making the playoffs. But if you think the Kings are winning this series, if the Warriors are healthy, then... Are y'all smoking crack? Would be my question to you, okay? My answer is no. Okay. But I am rooting for the Kings. I think it's a great story. I get it. I get it. And here's what I'll tell you. Despite the Kings playing the perfect game, so I would answer that question with yes, I think they did have to play the perfect game, and they did. Uh, They shot the ball great. Uh, Malik Monk had a monster game for them. De'Aaron Fox was incredible for them. Uh, Sabonis, a little dinged up, it looks like. He's also got a hand thing. Um, Did not play his best basketball, but I think a lot of that was also on the Warriors, too, the way they guarded him because they felt like he was the head of the snake in a lot of ways. But despite all that, if Steph Curry, who shot a a runner from three-point land, and only Steph Curry can pull that off and make you poop your pants and make you think it's going in, did barely just miss that. No doubt. Would have sent it to overtime. Different ballgame potentially in that scenario. But Andrew Wiggins is starting game two, according to reports today. He came off the bench. And here's the, the magic number. The Golden State Warriors, when their starting lineup of Wiggins, Looney, Draymond, Steph, and Clay are in the lineup, are plus 22 per 100 possessions. That is by far the best starting five in the NBA this season, and I think the Warriors bounce back in a big way here tonight. What I love about the story for the Kings, though, is to be out of the playoffs this long, and your little brother, your little teeny tiny Sacramento... Down the street, took a bus to the to the arena. Right, and and the, the, the Warriors are big, bad, dominant, uh, you know, San Francisco, big city. Yeah. And really the thing is, with De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, these guys have been the core of this team for all these years Couple of years. failure. Yeah. You know, and now they're playing against the Warriors and they win game one. I thought it was really exciting. No, listen, I will say this. I like Sacramento. I think that what I told you was this. People are going to watch Sacramento who haven't watched Sacramento all year and be like, wow, they're really fun because they are. They're like this version, this generation's version of these seven seconds or less sons. And you heard Mike Brown when, you know, when they do those like wired yeah. coaches segments or whatever, where you hear in the huddle or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's telling him, shoot it, shoot it as fast as you can. The minute you get an open look, shoot it. And that's what they're doing. I still think ultimately you have to play defense. And I think the Warriors will adjust. Because experience matters, so I like the Warriors still. All right, I'm going to hustle this up. 76ers and the Nets. That game is going on right now. Yeah, right now. Um, Philadelphia 68, Brooklyn 63. Winding down to the third quarter. End of the third quarter. Okay. James Harden had a good game for the Sixers in their first win. They did. What do you make of Harden's ability to take pressure off Embiid? Well, so far it's worked, but I think that the pressure will only get ratcheted up as they play greater competition. So... If they win this series, they're going to end up playing Boston because, you know, spoiler alert, Boston's going to crush Atlanta in this series. They may lose one game at best, and that's pretty much it. But that that series is going to be telling as to what James Harden looks like. Are we going to see James Harden from playoff pasts, which isn't always the greatest thing? He has had some struggles in the postseason in his career, and I think those have been well-documented in some of the biggest moments. He has come up a little small. And by the way, tonight, he's 2 of 10 with only 5 points, and which is why the game is close against a much more inferior opponent. All right, this is NBA outsider throwing it to NBA insider. So you mentioned the Hawks and Celtics. I'll just ask, is that even going to be remotely competitive? No, absolutely not. Next. Nuggets and Timberwolves. 
Why is the game on on Sunday night <laughs> at like 9 o'clock Pacific time? So let me get this straight. So that's the NBA's fault. Yeah, if I'm on the East Coast, wait a second, you mean to tell me on a Sunday night? Yeah, yeah, come on, guys, for real? So, I'm going to sleep. I got to go to work tomorrow morning. I, I'll say this. I mean, I, I didn't watch it all, and I'm on the West Coast, okay? And here's the thing. They could have absolutely just played. Um, they could have had Milwaukee be the first game of the day and play it on... But the problem is this. It's t- TV to a certain extent. So on Sunday, ABC gets the one game. So they wanted TNT to have a triple header. So that became the problem, right? So could you have played earlier in Memphis? Perhaps. But do you want the Lakers playing? I don't need them playing at 9 a.m. in the morning. Right. That's the other part of the equation. So I think the only option there would have been to tell TNT you can't have a triple header, you have a double header, and you do a double header with Heat Bucks into Lakers Grizzlies, and that could have been the first game, Heat Bucks. But, you know, they have contracts with these other... I mean, it's not just us, right? they got to fulfill their contract with TNT. All right, so uh, outsider to insider, Heat Bucks. Okay, so now Heroes hurt. Right. Presumably Giannis will come back. Yeah. Heat win game one. Yeah. But can they really hang? You said Hero needed to go nuclear. Now they don't have him. Well, here's the thing. Um, I think this is a real series now. Um, you can't lose game one at home and not expect it to be a real series. I was talking to my Buck source today, um, Craig Carmazan, the CEO of our company, uh, who is a minority partner of the Bucks. And I said, ah, oh, I said, you know, you guys, I go, you guys just going to roll through? And he just, stop. He's like, stop. I know what you're doing. We know what this series is going to be like. It's going to be tough. And it is. It's why nobody wanted to play these guys, because they knew they'd be in this drag out, knockout fight. Even if it is five or six games, you're just going to have to come through it in a way that is going to leave you bruised and battered. And now you're seeing it with Giannis, unfortunately. Um, Can he win this series? No, I don't think so. But... I think they can make this a real series because Jimmy Butler, there is a real thing when it comes to playoff Jimmy. He's a different player in the playoffs. Not that he's not good during the regular season. He's certainly good and really clutch. But in the playoffs, he carries a completely different burden. All right, outsider to insider, Clippers and Suns. So we saw the Clippers without Paul George beat the Suns in game one. Kevin Durant and for some reason, the Suns in general just look like a team that hasn't played together. Yeah. And they haven't played that much together. Disorganized, yeah. You know? so Eight games is right. what they've played. So will the Suns get it together, or are the Clippers as good as they looked yesterday? I think both things are true. I think the Clipper, uh, the Suns will get it together, and I think the Clippers are as good as you saw them look yesterday. And I think Kawhi is one of the greatest playoff performers of this generation. And I also think Kevin Durant is, despite having now lost, what is it, seven straight? Is it seven straight, Lindsay? Yeah, seven, seven straight, straight playoff seven games. Seven straight playoff yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Not all that is his fault. No, I mean, but it's just a stat that is fun to bring up. Right. I mean, he, actually, I would say very little of it is his fault, to be honest with you, uh, if you go back. But I, I think that if I had to guess, Monty Williams will correct the fact that Kevin Durant took one singular shot in the last five minutes. He's the greatest scorer of this generation. You have to get him the ball more. Lindsay, since it's outsider to insider, uh oh, I'm very happy to hand off the Cavs and the Knicks. By to the, the way, Cavs Lindsay, fan. how uh, since I didn't mention this during the Heat Buck series, I also tweeted that Kevin Love would be a big part of that equation. That he would need to play big for them to have success. Well, wasn't he a part of the whole Giannis injury play? Well, right, he was he took the charge, but he also had, I believe, 18 points 
in 23 minutes yeah. and had like four or five threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay, he was on your team. You literally discarded him and let him. Yeah, they up- were going to cut him because they, they're a young up and coming team. They don't need Kevin Love and his, you know, old man Kevin Love on their team anymore. But I, I would imagine that made you sad for a moment there. You saw Kevin Love play very well. I was ready to move on from him, but then you're right. When he had a good playoff game, everyone in Cleveland this morning was like, that was like the big topic. Oh, he, was Kevin Love the difference maker in the, the Knicks I mean, Cavs he, series? He, he was the Rui Hachimura or Austin Reeves right. of that game. That's right. Because everybody knows what Jimmy and Butler and Bam Adebayo are going to do, but you weren't expecting Kevin Love to blow up. No, and I don't think he would have done it with So the with the Cavs, your team's in trouble. Okay, I know. They're in trouble. I know. Um... I told you at at the beginning, I said, I didn't think they matched up well against them. The Knicks also have, this group for the most part has a lot more playoff experience as a group. That's a big thing. Because they've been through it once with this group, uh, minus Jalen Brunson. But Jalen Brunson also has plenty of playoff experience, having played in the playoffs with the Mavericks, including a Western Conference Finals run last year. And then despite that, then the coaches have a huge huge advantage on the Knicks side with Tom Thibodeau having won a championship as an assistant and gone deep in the playoffs as a head coach, it just doesn't bode well for the Cavs. I think the Cavs are a player away from being a legitimate threat. Um, I think the Knicks are too, for that matter. I just think the Knicks are a better team than the Cavs in the playoffs. How about that? Outsider to insider. Yeah. Nice job by you, George. Yeah. Sorry. Just throwing you layups. These are alley-oop dunk passes. Yeah. I I would love for the Cavs to win. I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I just said I think they can win a series. I'm pretty sure they can win a series. But now, I mean, also, isn't Hart going to be out for the next game? Because he has that ankle injury? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. Without him, I feel like they can definitely take, you know. He's a big part of what they do. But, but but like their star like Mobley's got to play better. He's supposed to be like potential future MVP, and he did not yeah. play. Let like me it. text him. What do you want me to tell him? <laughs> tell him that uh, those uh the offensive rebounds that they let yeah. the Knicks get yeah. in the last two minutes of the game were unacceptable. Yeah, don't uh, let Jay- Julius Randle and uh, and uh, Mitchell Robinson just yeah, bad. punky on the boards. Hold on a second. Hey Mo, what do you want me to tell him? You notice how I call him Mo, right? Yes. Yeah. Evan Mobley. Those of us that are now close. Yes. Just call him Mo for short, like big, he calls me Cap. Big Mo. Tell him to get those offensive rebounds. I call him Flacco Mo. Oh, okay. Because he's tall and skinny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look. I just... Uh, I'm texting him right I now. I know last year you felt they'd win a series and they didn't even make Donovan the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell, like, he's, he's so good, but he is very obviously, good. to your point, like, he can't rescue them every game. Like, everyone else has got to step up. Yeah. And maybe if Kevin Love was there, that would help. But you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm ready to move on from him. All right. That's Insider Outsider. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sidano. Sidano. All right, so we were talking about Brian Winhurst quite a bit today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was apparently on the receiving end of a tirade from a fellow hotel guest in Phoenix this morning. Yeah. Appearing on Get Up, Wendy was asked why he seemed like he was whispering on live TV. And here is what he said. Apparently, um, someone in the hotel room next to me was not a Get Up viewer and not happy about uh, the early wake-up call here in Phoenix. And um, let's just say that um, <laughs> messages have been delivered not in a soft manner. I'm trying to avoid um, having a wrap on any part of my body. <laughs> Don't tell, did the hotel manager tell you knock on your door and say quiet down in there? Uh, this individual did not contact the manager, but their point was made um, oh. very strongly. Oh. So I'm trying to respect my neighbors here in Phoenix before uh, 7 a.m. here. All right. So I had Brian Winhorst. I taped Brian Winhorst today because, uh, oh, this week I'm hosting the ESPN Daily podcast. Uh, and my first two guests are NBA guests, including Winhorst. Uh, so tomorrow's episode will be Nick Friedel and then Brian Winhorst on Wednesday. So if you want to um, help a brother out, subscribe, download, and rate ESPN Daily this week. I don't really know what ESPN Daily the podcast is, it, so if I don't, I'm guessing a lot of other people don't, so tell me it, where I can find it and what I should do. I mean, you just go where you find your podcasts, and then you go to ESPN Daily. Yeah, I've never listened to the ESPN, so ESPN Daily ESPN podcast. ESPN Daily is a, it's like the New York Times Daily. Okay. It, it takes one story yep. and then peels all the layers. Okay. How so long is it's it? It's like a magazine show. A magazine show, you say? On a podcast. Okay. 25 minutes-ish, 30. Right. They're, 30. they're not that not long. long. Okay. Yeah, they're like 25 minutes. Okay. Um, so we have two NBA guests. I've taped Brian. I've taped Nick. So Brian told me the story today. So that story um, was basically he was doing get up and then all of a sudden at like he said he was taping. Let me let me double back. So he said last night after the game in Phoenix, he went and taped his usual podcast, the Hoop Collective. Right. And no problems. Right. It was midnight when he taped it. And then apparently when he was doing get up this morning at 615, some woman came out into the hallway and screamed, Shut the bleep up! Wow. And then slammed back in her room. Wow. 6.15 is not... I feel like if it was way earlier, I could get it, but 6.15 is not that early on a weekday. Um, No. No. Hold on. If you are staying in a hotel in a city like Phoenix, where there's a lot of travelers... Um, and, and I presumably you're staying in a good hotel. I'm, yeah, he's staying in he, a nice he's hotel. He's not staying at, you know, the, the Motel 6. No offense, Motel 6, uh, Tom Bodette or whoever the hell's I got to say I'm sorry to. But if you're in a decent hotel, 6.15 in the morning, to have your neighbor ranting and raving because he's doing well, live television. Wait, but, but Brian did say he was in a suite and he wasn't near any walls. He wasn't near the, uh, the uh, like, he was in a corner so he wasn't like, there was no room on one side of him. So he did it on that side of the room and he didn't believe he was being that loud. I'm sure he was trying to be considerate. He's kind of a loud talker, I But feel we like. don't realize, right, that when we're when we're on radio and TV, we are talking loud. Sure. And I, you're not in a soundproofed room. I get it. It is a hotel room. There is a neighbor. Yeah. So anyway, that's what happened with Brian. That's the story. He didn't tell that part of the story on well, the Well, that's air, very cute. But I will tell you the story. Um, and also listen to ESPN Daily. And also, so not only should you subscribe to ESPN Daily because I'm doing it this week or the rest of this week, but you should be subscribing to the Sedano and Cap podcast, rating it five stars, and leave a damn comment. And a good one for that matter. You hear what my man Sedano said? Leave a damn comment and a good one for that matter. Yeah. All right. What's next? Lynn? Well, real quick, uh, you know, talking about Brian's story, it, it, obviously it was kind of a big deal for him. 
Have you guys ever been on either end of a noisy neighbor complaint while you were traveling? Didn't I tell you that the when my wife and I went to Phoenix, I was doing a game there. See, it's Phoenix, always it's in Phoenix. Always, Phoenix. always yeah. in Phoenix. They were there was loud sex going on next door. Well, that happened to me last time I was in Vegas, and my problem was like, I get it, it's loud. Vegas. Yeah, but wait, what but did you do? It was a weekday. At, we listened. Like, <laughs> you didn't try and outdo them? No, nah, we Oh, listened. see, that's what we do. We had already done. Oh, you're done. Yeah. See, what we do They is, got there later than us. We okay. were already going to sleep. See, because if somebody next door is getting down and dirty, what we try and do is outdo them. Yeah. No, but this was like loud. Like loud. That's- we were also in a suite, mm-hmm. um, and it was loud. Like, it was one of those where I was like, how much longer is this going to go? Well, I because mean- Because they stopped- and then, yeah. and then they started yes. again. How so long wait, did wait, they wait, wait, wait in between? Wait. How long in between? The that's start what and the happened stop. to 20, me. 20, 30 minutes. Okay, well, that's give this guy some credit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, that's what happened to me when I was in Vegas last time, and I got upgraded to that big, huge room because it was one of those rooms where you can, like, unlock the door and open oh, it next to you, mm-hmm. and the people were so loud, and I get it. Like I said, it's Vegas, whatever, but it was it started probably, like, midnight the night before, and it was, like, every other hour until about 9 a.m. the next morning to the point where I was like, I can't deal with this anymore because I haven't gotten any sleep. It's like they were standing right next to me. So I went down to the desk and they moved me. But see, you went to the desk, right? Yeah, I didn't say anything to them. So we had a situation where it was like not early, early, but it was like 7 a.m. or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that's on. loud for, for sex noises is 7 a.m. Right, that's but you don't me. think that it's it's no, loud it's for like, Brian Windhorse to be yelling no. and screaming about the NBA no, playoffs at 6.15 in the morning. Job. He can't but help it. Not, but it, it wasn't like loud. I think, I whatever. The the people next door, because we were in like a nice room, were like banging the thing. And I was like, oh, they're getting it on. You know, but they were banging, so we would shut up. And I was like, really? Like, it's. It's late, bro. It's like seven thirty eight a.m. You know, you say Brian Winhorst is working in that hotel room, so yeah, he, he gets a, he it. gets a pass. What do you think it. the girl in the in the room next to you in Vegas oh, is doing? Yeah. Come on, she might be working. That's not. She might be. Hey, maybe it's maybe it's the guy. Maybe he's working. Okay, moving I mean, along. Work it, girl. That's a good observation, Cappy. It's not legal there. You know that. I don't know if it's legal or it's not legal. I'm just saying people do that. Where's that at? Yeah, that's far away. Oh. I'm moving along here. Uh, the Eagles and quarterback Jalen Hurts have reached an agreement yeah. on a five-year, $255 million extension, including $179 million guaranteed, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, Hertz's extension includes a no-trade clause, which is a first in Eagles team history, and his deal is the biggest contract in terms of average annual value in NFL history. Is his extension a big deal or no deal? Sedano? Big deal. They've identified their guy. And by the way, look... It's very easy to root for Jalen Hurts, considering all he's been through, right? Right, no doubt. College gets replaced by Tua, transfers to Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Not a first-round pick. Right, uh, second-round pick. Um, improved tremendously from one year to the next as a passer. He went from being arguably the worst passer in regards to passes of 25 yards or more to being the best passer in that scenario and that I think was the big difference in them getting to the Super Bowl because they already had a really good team around him so he has continued to improve it's well deserved he's the highest paid guy in the NFL I don't think it'll last very long because the next guy will be the next guy right Joe Burrow or Herbert or whoever one of these quarterbacks gets paid maybe even Lamar who knows but the point is he's very deserving and it's awesome yeah I mean hold on I'll, I'll just say this I'm very happy for the young guy. I find Jalen Hurts to be a very, very likable player. It's kind of hard to believe that he's the highest paid player in the NFL. But to your point, when Joe Burrow, who now sees what the market is, five years, $255 million with $180 million guaranteed. Now Joe Burrow knows what that is. 
Now Justin Herbert knows what that is. If you're the Chargers or the Bengals, the sooner you sign your guy, the less it's going to be because Burrow will get the next deal, then Herbert will get the next deal. And if you're Lamar Jackson, you if you if you want to, you wait this whole thing out. You know, because what you really wanted if you were Lamar is you wanted to get more guaranteed money than what Deshaun Watson got. And while the the Ravens have said no to the fully guaranteed contract, it doesn't necessarily mean that you might not get more guaranteed money if you just wait. If you just wait. But I thought this whole thing today was super interesting because now, George, to your point, here come the next three guys. And the market's been set. Yep. All right, what's next, Lindsay? All right, so most people are loving MLB's new pitch clock, which has shortened games by an average of about 30 minutes. But there was one drawback to the pitch clock, which happened on Friday here at Dodger Stadium. Former Dodger Cody Bellinger, who spent six seasons here in L.A., came back for the first time with his new team, the Cubs. Well, when he stepped to the plate, he soaked in the love from the standing ovation that he got from the fans, but he wasn't ready to bat with eight seconds on the pitch clock. So, of course, the home plate umpire gave Bellinger a pitch clock violation, so he started the count at 0-1. Way to ruin the moment, Mr. Umpire. I mean, it's the letter of the law, though. Sure, but is this a big deal or no deal? Eh, no deal for me. Kinda, no deal for me. Kind of ruined it, really? I feel like they should. They need to like incorporate something in these type of moments, no? Like a timeout? Something like that. We're like, what if it's so and so's last like game ever? Like Albert Pujols, it's his last game ever, whatever, and he wants to get, you know, they give him a standing ovation. It's not really his fault, right? Okay, I I, I get it, but they had already done the whole ovation thing before, right? Like the when game. they did player introductions, yeah, they welcomed him back. I mean, he got a chance to tip his cap. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, all, listen. I get what you're saying. There's a nice emotional, romantic sure. story of Cody Bellinger returns. But that's not the umpire's problem. Right. He was an MVP. He's a World Series champion with the Dodgers. It all is very romantic. I get it. But the rules have changed. Yeah. So you know what? Yay, Cody! Yay, Cody! And then he's got to be like, all right, I got to get back in. Right. And then after he takes the pitch, swings at the pitch, whatever. Yay, Cody! Yay, Cody! Yeah. And then it's like, now pitch again. Correct. So the it's going to have to be intermittent love right. given to Cody. By the way, Chris Sakai tweets us in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, and you can be part of the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust by going to the community section on Twitter, searching for Sedano and Cap. He says, man, if I was in a hotel room next to someone like Windhorse, I'd knock and ask if I can sit like I'm a member of the TV audience or something. Same goes for the people that were next door to Lindsay. You might as well knock on their door and go, yo, can I watch this? Mm. Um, no, thanks. You also, mind if I check this out? I enjoyed my gigantic suite upgrade. Thank you very much. Man you got a, a gigantic suite upgrade because people, people were knocking people boots yeah. next door. We're making yeah. extremely loud love right next to you. Yeah. I went down there and I was just like, look, I can't sleep. You know, I got to... I got to get some work done. When I am in a hotel that's always room. A good, that's always a good line. Yeah. I got to get some yeah. work done. And I was like, I'm not trying to complain. I get it. I understand. But I really like, I just need to get away from these people. Can nah, you move me? Not me. When I'm in a hotel room by myself and two people next door are going at it, I just sort of like what, in my- What, what if you're by yourself? Typically. Well, I am by myself. Yeah. I just sort of zone in on what these guys are doing. I try and like get into it in my mind. TMI, Cappy. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, a lot of people do what I do. A lot of they people are like, that's a turn-on. So what? It's a turn-on. We were laughing when it happened in Phoenix after for a little while. It was just, it was funny. And you guys never said, hey, tomorrow morning, let's let's wake up super early and get down and dirty and be loud? No, bro. We like to sleep in. No. You and Rachel Middle are very competitive, huh, Captain? Yeah, competitive. We have two kids, two small kids. Yeah, I understand. I'm trying to sleep when I'm I not get around it. them. Nah, I get that. So, all right, that is Big Deal or No Deal each and every day at 6.30 at Jason.
All right, final segment coming up. Dealer's yeah. choice. Two important things I need to talk about oh, today. Oh, two, not just one. Two very important things. Okay. One, mm. the circle of trust mm-hmm. and the Mandy's. Mm-hmm. That's one subject. Mm-hmm. Subject two is mm-hmm. what happens when people get married for a second time and they give their wedding vows. These are very important topics to me today, mm-hmm. and they're both coming up in Dealer's Choice. All right, we'll do that next. Back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Poker face. Poker face. One of my least favorite Lady Gaga songs, to be honest. Really? I yeah. love this song. Yeah, it's not like one of my faves. It was like her first big hit, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Let's Dance was maybe one of her first biggies. No, this one was before that for oh, sure. Oh, really? Yes. Well, Let's Dance is one of my favorites. You know? Hey, George, um, the Mandy's 2 and tickets for the Mandy's to go on sale tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that tickets go on sale at 10.30 a.m. tomorrow mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. Look, I have been hit up by everybody in the circle of trust, okay? Everybody is saying, Cap, I thought you and George were going to reserve two tables up front for the circle of trust. Mm-hmm. Now, are you are you down with this? Who, me? Yeah, you. Yeah, but I don't believe that's how the seating is going to work, is it? Well, I think what everybody's relying on is you and me doing what needs to be done behind the scenes to make it happen for the most inner circle of the circle. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So all the guys, the vice president of the handsome man community, the, uh, the, the crypto rays, the Casper Villas, the Tommy Tommies. I'm talking like the true inner circle, the big E's, the true inner circle of the circle of trust. They're counting on us, George, mm-hmm. to make sure that they have a reserve table or a couple of tables at the Mandy's. Mm-hmm. But they don't. We don't have tables. I guess it's like a. We're, it's seats. Only us. Yeah. Only the people at the station. Yeah, it's are like a have typical award show where tables. like the, the, yeah. the people that are in the show have tables up front and then everyone else is an audience in the back with like a auditorium seating i guess well according to sources close to the situation mm-hmm. several members of the circle of trust have decided to take matters into their own hands okay 
but they don't but there aren't tables all i'm telling you is is that rather than the circle waiting around for george to go throw his weight around this place rather than waiting for me to tiptoe and beg and try and find my way into reserving a couple of tables for the circle mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is the circle has taken it upon themselves to not have a middleman be involved and from what i can gather the circle has handled their business good for them good job guys they're always very organized well the way that they were like first they were coming at me like cap you got this or what and then i started playing dumb you know like i, I think, don't really know I i'm not sure when the yeah, tickets that's, are that's your being move. sold i'm not exactly it's your move usually mr dependable like for example says. there's this yeah. guy who's a um one of the emt guys his name is jaime yeah. And he works over at Crypto.com Arena, yeah. right? And so I walk in for the game the other day, and he's like, yo, Cap, what up? So Jaime and I wind up getting into like a full-blown 10-minute conversation, and he says to me, so what do I do for the Mandy's? And I'm my answer is I don't know, but I know that that's not the answer that he wants. He wants, hey, I got you kind of a deal. So now I got to go back and forth with Jaime on email to try and make sure he knows that tickets for the Mandy's deuce Go on sale manana mm-hmm. at 10.30 in the morning. Yep. Hustle, people. Yeah. They'll be gone quick. Very quick. Yeah. Last year, they sold out in a day. This year, it's like a Taylor Swift concert. It'll okay? be hours. Trust me when I tell you. Yeah. Taylor Swift. See. T-Swizzle. Swifties. All up in it. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. What's the second thing? Second thing I'd like to talk about here today <laughs> in Dealer's Choice. <laughs> Were you just going to stop? Yeah, I was kind of done. You were like my dropping there? Yeah, kind of like <laughs> left on you feel me. Yeah. 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 All right, George, Laura, and Lindsay, have you guys ever been to a second wedding? Like somebody oh, who's- people getting married for the second time. Yeah, you ever been to somebody's second yes. wedding? Yeah. Second marriage, not like renewal of vows, correct? Right, second okay. marriage. Yeah. You've, been to, you've been to a second marriage, George? I have, yeah. And were these folks- were they like, um, you know, they married, kids, divorced, yeah. now they're in their second phase of life kind of a deal? Correct. How old do you suppose these people were? Uh, 40s. Okay. Yeah. I have two now that I think of it. It was a very casual affair. So I go to a wedding this past weekend in Arizona for a friend of mine. He's probably in his mid-50s. This is his second marriage. He has four kids with his first wife. His new wife has four children as well. It's like a Brady Bunch times two. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The person who was in charge of the uh, vows, like the person who was officiating the wedding, went through the vows. Yeah. Do you, George, promise to love and to cherish, to honor in sickness and in health, in, in good times and bad, blah, 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 till death do you part? Do you, do you agree to that? Is that cool? Yeah. You know? And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I do, right? Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me, hold on a second. Why is it? That when somebody's getting married for a second time or a third time, why are the vows, the exact same vows that were exchanged the first time that you really didn't do? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you promise to honor and to cherish and to this and to that till death do us part? Yeah, I do. But then you don't. And then you get divorced. And then you get remarried and they hit you with the same exact vows and you're making the same exact promises. Right. But you know you've already broken those vows with the first marriage. But that's not your intention when you first make right. the vows. I know, but why don't they have different vows for the based on the around? number of marriages that this is for you? Well, I think it depends, though, because 
Like the vows aren't what makes the marriage valid. It's the piece of paper. So yeah. I feel like like people, I could be wrong. I know it's different in certain churches. They have set vows you need to say, like based on your religion and whatever. Yeah. But otherwise, I feel like people have like the freedom to say whatever they want during the vows. Right. That's why I'm saying. Right. You can do your own vows. Right. Yeah. What I'm getting at is marriage one, it should be the whole traditional, you know, till death do us part mm. in sickness and in health, right. in good times and in bad, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Do you know that today is national blah, blah, blah day? Is it really? I've been trying to say a blah, blah, blah all day just to celebrate the holiday. And here you have just it. Just got it in. Yeah. Good job. So marriage one, to cherish and to hold and to honor and to love and et cetera, it's until death do us part, great, yep. done. Yep. If you're getting married for a second time or a third time, right. there's got to be a whole different set of vows. Okay. Because you already broke the first one. That's all I'm saying. I just had to get that off my chest. You That's it. You don't think that people do? I feel like people do that like typically, most, right? Yeah, most second weddings I've been to or second marriages I've been to, they do their own vows. All I'm saying is I'm sitting there at this marriage. It's beautiful. My friend is so happy. I was so happy for him. Right. His wife looked so gorgeous. She was amazing. Did you get him a nice bottle of tequila mandala? I have not yet because I didn't want to travel oh, no, with it. You didn't right. bring him the, his gift yet? Yeah, because you know why? Oh, no, so right now you're no gift cappy? Yes, but hold on a second. Right now he doesn't know that I'm no gift cappy because we all got wasted at his wedding. The next day he was probably recovering. And the next day, Monday, today, he was going on his honeymoon. So trust me when I tell you. He has he don't, no idea. He don't have any idea. Now, you what sure he, his wife didn't go through the gifts yesterday? She didn't go okay. through it. And and here's the other thing. I got to go see Jason, who's one of our marketing consultants, to get from him a free bottle of tequila mandala to then give it as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and I want the extra añejo. Because like you guys all say around here, I'm a little extra. Yeah. I want to give the extra añejo. Okay, that's fine. So I need a free bottle of tequila mandala to give as an, an expensive wedding gift. Right. Which it is. It's like the $200 bottle. Yep. But, but it's free to you. To me, it's free, but I'm passing it on and the person but who he, I'm giving it to doesn't he, know. He doesn't know that. He doesn't know. He's in on the honeymoon right now. Yeah. He don't care. Unless he listens to the podcast. Which he could. That is possible. By the way, I've been trying to think of a really nice gift to give to Jim Nance for the hospitality he showed me at the Final Four. Also tequila mandala? No. Oh. Turns out this friend of mine, this guy who got married... He's an investor in a vodka company, and I think the vodka is called like Gratitude Vodka or something like that because yeah. he gave away bottles as a gift on the way out. And Nance loves the word gratitude. I do too. So I'm going to get him these bottles of Gratitude Vodka. Okay. That's good. Hey, dude, you're so grateful for all these years of calling Final Four games. I'm so grateful to you for getting me those courtside seats. Here's my gift to you. You're so grateful to the... Uh, vodka guy for giving him so you give him a plug i'm i'm so grateful to the vodka guy i'm giving him a bottle of tequila mandala oh cool by the way cappy i just want to interject you're right about lady gaga her first hit was just dance just dance face was gonna be okay, okay. Uh, 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 just, just dance uh 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 uh, uh, uh. love that song yeah i dressed as lady gaga once for halloween How'd that go? It was awesome. I had like the blonde wig with the the bangs and stuff. It was great. Yeah, I could see you pulling that off. It was great. Yeah. Good costume. I love this song. Ah, uh, ah, uh, come on, Lady G. Yeah. It is a yeah. fun song to dance to. It's a good song. Uh, Cappy. Yep. Excellent work today. Who won this game? This uh, Brooklyn Philly. Philly. Philly I mean, one. Tyrese Maxey's being interviewed. Well, I didn't see any of the game. I mean, it was over well, your I'm head. Saying, but... You just tell. I was doing the walk off. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. I'm going to go watch this uh, Warriors-Kings game. Yeah, it's going to start shortly. Going down to Manhattan Beach if anybody wants to hang out. Not me, bro. I'm tired. Well, if anybody else wants to hang out. Well, this is well. your fourth show of the open. day. I'm going to be where I'm at. It really is. I am pooped. I need to sleep. And i got to wake up and do more podcasts tomorrow. Beto suggested that you win the Iron Man of the Year award. Maybe. Uh, Alan Slee was an Iron Man. He's doing two shows today. Lakers Talk is up next. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, and Lauda. Slee was next.